Hello, welcome to How to Scale a Business. I'm Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome LJ Barnum with Kaluge. LJ is co-founder and co-CEO, and they are a Las Vegas go-to financial branding agency. They offer customized brand development services and help B2B financial services and real estate professionals create genuine, awe-inspiring brands that leave an impact. Um, LJ, and I know there's more to uh, your mission, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give give the, uh, the floor to you to share um, more about that and also for you to share more about yourself, please. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Bridget, first of all, for having me. Uh, but this, yeah, you're right. You just touched on it. There is way more beneath the, the curtain, if you will. Um, so we actually cater to folks that are on the spectrum. So you and me talked a brief minute about this before uh, before starting. Uh, but we cater to folks that have these special, special needs that, you know, because our, our bodies work differently, our schedules work differently. Um, and most importantly, our minds work differently. So uh, there's special considerations that need to be made, especially for us. Um, so anyway, we kind of cater towards these folks, uh, specifically in yeah. this space. But that is uh, the, the core of the mission. Um, we want to create more, more brands that mean something more than just a name and a logo. There's actually something behind the brand, having a, a mission and a vision, something to work towards. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so when you talk about that, sometimes maybe we wonder, oh, is there like a specific set of things to do and ways to do them? Um, I imagine with uh, Kaluge, you have a lot more customization that happens to meet the needs of your clients. Oh, yeah. So it, it really all comes down to two tools. <laughs> I will be very, very real with you. Um these two, between these two tools, we can create anything. And that is one of the, the things that really works with our brains. Of course, there's that everybody categorizes information differently. Most people look make it or most people look at me like I'm a psycho with, you know, how I categorize this information and access it and more accurately how I, I piece it together to make it do things that work for me. So, um, oh, I forgot one, one more piece of equipment, Slack. Um, mm -hmm. So most people like us have a problem with a, with a thing called task switching. So oh, yeah. Yeah. when you, <laughs> you know, an email comes through, a text comes through over here, an Instagram DM, uh, uh, it becomes hard to focus. Now you can go the do not disturb route, but be very real with me. How often do you remember to turn the do not disturb off? And then you have 300 messages to answer. Yeah. So it, sometimes you need something that works for you. So all of my emails, all of my DMs comes to Slack. If I want to tweet something, instead of actually logging into Twitter and, you know, having to fall down the tumble, you know, the scroll and, you know, waste a ton of time or uh, not waste time, but time that could be used for something else at this moment. Um, I create them from Notion and they, they get sent off whenever I, I feel like it. 
And all of that gets tied together uh, with make. Uh, so for me, Slack works. Some people want text. Some people want calls. But the, the point is you have to build something that works for you. Yeah. Um, I actually said this in, in a recent podcast that I was on, uh, the Are You Happy podcast. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I said, uh, that I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Um, if you have the energy to make dinner in the morning, make dinner in the morning. <laughs> so basically it, you have to do what works for you because you work differently. Yeah. Um, and all of that centers into what we do here as a brand with me and Kelly. Um, love for you to meet her sometime. Um, she'll be on a, a different set of podcasts, so she'll also be around. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that. And I, um, I want to get more into the tech side. One of the things I wanted to bring up too, is I was talking with somebody who was sharing, actually two people shared this, is that they, they kind of set their, um, schedules up in a week where they're time blocking certain types of activities. So um, for her, what she said she was doing was like Tuesdays and Thursdays were her meeting days. And I actually really liked that idea because kind of what you're talking about, um, the hardship of task switching, where if you like have a meeting, right, and then you want to accomplish another goal, but you have another meeting right after, it can be kind of hard, you know, to get to, to be able to do those things. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on if that is something that you might see that can be helpful. Yeah. All right. So there is a beautiful machine that has come into big focus. It's been in the news, it's been in the industry. I've spoken on it. Um, I've changed my opinion. Come full circle. It's, it's, this, it's crazy. But this, uh, what's it called? The GPT. Yeah. A lot of it helps people segue. People like us can segue from task to task with a really quick automation that says, hey, Bridget, you have a meeting in 15 minutes. I've prepared a transcript of your last video and it's being sent to you in a text message. Watch it here. Thing. There you go. Yeah. So now everything that may have been things taking up time has all been brought down here. Um, one other thing that uh, we've been using it for recently is to summarize videos and just summarize long text. Yeah. Do a TLDR to bring back the uh, uh, the Tumblr reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, that that TLDR is something that can quickly, all right, I I did this um, by reading through the transcript. It can watch for, um, remind me, literally, you can just set up a key phrase and say, remind me, whatever, and create a a little name for your little uh, AI assistant, which will happen in the back end. But you can say, remind me... uh, (laughs) I don't want to reveal my, I named it after, I named it after Kenny. All right. So, Hey, remind me, Kenny to, I don't know, write notes about the, uh, this session mm-hmm. and Hey, Kenny will record the, the notes and say, Hey, remind me to do this. 
Now, another automation will pick up and say the words remind me or um, uh, remind me. Okay, remind me. When does this task end? Mm. Plus two hours. Okay, you know, you can set up rules and and get really granular with it. I'm just kind of giving like a rudimentary example of, you know, after two hours, give me this set of tasks to do. Or when I add a task to my Google Calendar. Um, and, you know, put all your stuff in there. I like Notion. So I, I would add it to Notion. Um, text me all the details um, for, or Slack me all the details more accurately. Yeah. Um, so that when I've blocked off two hours to, we were talking about time blocking. Um, I've blocked off two hours to, I don't know, write this sales page or I, I've got a blog that I need to, to write down. I'm taking a little bit of a break, but <laughs> Uh, anyway, all of that kind of stuff can just become more of a concentrated effort and the task switching can happen uh, automated. I like that. Well, yes. and then it just, it takes, um, it takes, takes, um, you know, energy space and puts it externally somewhere. And, um, so you don't have to worry about, you know, uh, leading yourself through that task because you already kind of prepped for it. Um, I'd love to learn a little more with Kaluj and um, what kind of um, uh, things you're doing with the financial services and real estate professionals and the like, and what kind of needs that you're seeing that you guys um, are, are helping with. Right. So um, a lot of... <laughs> So uh, I say financial professionals, but a lot of the times the financial professionals are actually uh, folks working in insurance, which is technically a financial product here in the U.S. But a lot of them fall under this this same uh, because that that was my background. I was an insurance agent. Um, So anyway, one big way is for follow-up on sales pipelines, um, dropping people into nurture campaign, you know, really technical marketing stuff that's, you know, that may not be something that they think about, but at the end of the meeting inside of their CRM, they market as not right now or not interested and all the machines behind the scenes drop them into a nurture campaign and it'll text them in 60 days and say, Hey, how are you? Do you still need cover? You know, all of these more advanced things that, um, I, I sucked at, honestly, I was, I was horrible at follow-up. I couldn't keep details straight. Um, the, the task of cold calling was just hell to me. Like, Oh Mm -hmm. my God, I would rather text 3000 people a day than to uh, than to make three hundred cold calls in one day, mm-hmm. I, I promise, tr- promise you, <laughs> hell. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that was where all of this kind of started. I wanted to know how to not do that, so that's where the branding came in, the the attraction and uh, relating to people and their issues. Uh, but more of the problems uh, are surfacing in uh, not only the the pipeline development, which the branding helps with, but with the promotion aspects. There's a lot of red tape to cut through and stuff you can do, stuff you can't do. Um, And once again, the branding solves all of it because we're not promoting a product. We're not promoting the financial instrument. We are promoting you. We are promoting the benefit behind the product. So knowing 
and you can present it, for example, in a skit. Like, uh, I, I know this is this is kind of a, a dark, but you know, let's let's take the dive. Um, grandma's dead. Oh no, it's a skit. Grandma's dead. You're crying, knowing that you're about to get her her life insurance policy. You know, you can kind of go crazy with it. Um, and especially with taking on a more a humorous tone with, you know, more serious topics as most do. <laughs> yeah. And so Kaluz, you, you are helping people kind of develop, um, develop their brand and, 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 and the value, and the value behind that. What, what, um, I'd love to learn more about that and what that process is like. It's, it's intense. Um, it is a very intensive process. Um, I actually have a free workbook, um, for anybody that would like to, uh, list or use it more accurately. (laughs) Um, I am putting together a new video series to go along with the new format, but that's a long story, but we'll (laughs) just put it that way. Um, So anyways, this workbook goes through a 10-step process. There's a lot of stuff that you have to develop for your brand. Now, the core is the most important part. Um, And and that's actually the term that was was taught to me by my mentor. Um, So uh, the core is your mission, your vision, and your values. Now, if you know those three, you are pretty much that you're on the right track. Um, now going for further, um, and turning it into, uh, for personal branding. Now, keep in mind, we are doing two separate processes. There's mm-hmm. the personal branding and there's the business branding. Uh, so the business branding takes on its whole own thing. It takes on its own personality, its own target market, its own, um, tone. It's all, you know, it becomes its own thing. It becomes its own entity and you yourself your brand, personal brand, become uh, more refined through, uh, we start to dig into uh, your, your long-term goals, your, your maxims, what do you believe about your industry? What are unshakable things about, at the core of every product and service and thing you do, what is it that you are here for? What do you do? Um, and more into that, how we start to refine, how do you talk? How do you, and a lot of people, especially, um, sorry, the unofficial leaning towards diagnosis for the therapist is probably I am autistic. So (laughs) that's the one I know the most about. Anyways, uh, we have a lot of problems with coming down and unmasking is the, is the phrase used a lot. Um, and this process kind of forces you to put it down. What do you really like? What do you, and, you know, we can go granular into even things like, what's your favorite food? Are you sure it's pizza? Mm. And uh, it, it's an uncomfortable process for a lot of people um, to, to kind of have that, that sh- spotlight shown on them, especially uh, in most cases when nobody is really honest. <laughs> um, so anyways. That's, that's what the branding um, really drills in on and um, how these processes work. Now, when they work together, that's the process of co-branding. Where do you stand out amongst your bigger brand? 
Um, so the bigger brand, the, this process allows you to, when your big brand gets bigger and maybe you exit the brand, maybe you don't work there anymore, or maybe you've moved on to um, working part-time here and you've got a new venture you're working on. It lets this brand still thrive, function, and if you want to be sold, like it, it, it kind of becomes its own thing. Um, the contrary to being sold, it can also now do things like search for funding more effectively um, through venture capital, through traditional methods, uh, grants, funds, whatever. Um, anyway, so it kind of it prepares you a little bit on on short term and long term. I like that because I think, too, for maybe for small business owners is sometimes your personal brand gets so tightly wrapped to your business brand that it can be hard maybe to figure out where um, where they stand on their own. And I can see how for that long-term strategy, it can be really helpful to start creating like the specifics of who, who you, how you want to develop your personal brand and how you want to develop your business brand. Um, I think that's really unique and really interesting. It can really help um, a company set itself up for longer term success. Um, so when you get, when you have a company and you help them establish those brands and then they can go into the co-branding um, process, uh, you know, um, I'd love to hear like when, when a company gets to that point, what, what is, what kind of changes do you see for, for the company, whether it's how they're interacting on, on their socials or how their businesses grow? Um, it's really interesting that you asked that question because there is an excellent example. Uh, the company, I, I don't actually remember what they, what they rebranded to. I think it's acquire.com, uh, but micro acquire was what they were oh. called. Yeah, I'm um, familiar with them. Yes, uh, the CEO, uh, Andrew, I'll butcher his last name, but I'm sorry. We'll just call him Andrew G. <laughs> uh, so he's a perfect example. If you actually look at the MicroAcquire page, it's totally separate. It has a much more, I won't say refined tone or uh, a refined tone, but it kind of does have a refined tone to it. Uh, versus Andrews is a little more rough. It's a little more philosophical, a little more deep, but it's less of a product marketing and he's more getting his ideas, his thoughts. Uh, whereas micro acquire is more focused on product marketing and stuff like that. Uh, so that's where it really comes together. Um, and you know, there's the personal connection with you as the, the agent in this, in this example. Um, and the connection with the the actual brand itself, or you know, the trust between okay, this this brand is going to represent my financial interests, my my insurance, my whatever. So uh, th that is a, a great question of how they they do talk differently, especially on social media. Yeah. Um, another example would be on uh, a written text. So. If you actually go through our blog, you'll start to see that there are a couple of different voices. That's all on purpose. There's reasons. Uh, so there is the main business voice, which has pretty much all the, the more product focused, the, the, the ones that are more designed to be closer to the middle or the bottom of the funnel. For the top of the funnel, though, it's all me. It's LJ. I am cussing. I am 
using bad grammar. I am making gay jokes. I am, you know, there is an endless plethora of what I am doing that the business would not be. Hmm. But by getting people past that top of funnel and they fall into the more serious content, now they know that LJ is the center of this really refined brand or Kelly is the center of this really refined brand, whichever one of us they take to better. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's very, yeah. uh, that's very interesting. And I'm going to definitely go back to your website and kind of peruse through. Um, one of the things I also <laughs> am curious about for Kaluj is um, how, how, what have been some like best strategies for getting your business and your services in front of the eyes of your ideal clients? So it, it actually didn't become obvious at first. It was, it took a while, um, admittedly. And it took a while before I even learned how to track what I was needing to do. It took me about six months to figure out how to do it. Um, so for the first six months of my marketing career, my branding career, whatever you want to call this elongated thing, um, it, I had no idea that really, I was just kind of shooting in the dark. I was just like, yeah, campaign. It did well. Okay. That's it. That's how it went. It was horrible. Um, but Oh God, I'm sorry. I just, I just hate it. I hate it hearing. I hate hearing it come out of my mouth because it is the <laughs> biggest no, no ever, but it, you know what? It was part of my learning curve. Um, yeah. and you know what, that, that my mistakes are your, your benefit. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of mistakes. Unfortunately, you should read the blog nine fuck ups. I'm ready to share with you after hating myself for a bit. <laughs> Literally, that's the title. <laughs> is that your blog? Yes, it is one of my blogs. <laughs> oh my god! Um, uh, well, um, yes, I wrote. <laughs> I I can see how that blog would be connected, like you were saying, to your personal brand because it's just you know this is just more raw and not like you're saying part of the collage where it's like business focus and stuff. And, and that's very, um, I, I, that's very cool. But I also wanted to say, so you're saying that in the beginning, you know, I mean, cause any, any business that's going to succeed will go through challenges and, and things that it has to figure out, you know? And, um, so in the beginning, the marketing efforts, you know, didn't go how you would like them to go. What are you seeing today that, um, you know, or what changes have you made that, um, that are working today? Yes. Yeah, so post the six months, once I learned how to use Google analytics and Facebook oh, yeah. analytics and all the fun little tools. Um, so I started to realize that the stuff that I had been doing so much of, I was da -da -da -da, making three to like five videos per day. It was wow. insane. Wow. I was doing a lot of TikToking. And I go back through my analytics and I see that my shorts have, oh my God, they weren't doing much. So I cut it back. I cut it way back. I cut it back to one a day. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I don't even think this is worth the effort anymore. So I cut it back to like one per week, maybe. 
one mm-hmm. or two per week. And it's usually something that's clipped from a something else. <laughs> so um, basically over time, everything changes and most of it changes with your audience. So as I be, as our brand became more refined over time, because remember this is now our third brand name with, you know, new characters, new characters dying off. Uh, we're on season three. Um, so anyway, season three here um, has the most refined of all of them. Uh, and they love blogs. They love blogs and longer videos. So that's what we do. We do blogs and longer videos now and this kind of stuff. Yeah. So you're saying your audience is more, you're seeing more of their attention to your, your longer videos and blogs. Very cool. It's always great to know. It's, it's more from the social aspect. Like a a lot of them will, will be able to sit and watch a quick video, like a how-to video, a pausable how-to video. Yeah. That's why all my how-to videos are structured like they are like a rambling damn mess <laughs> because you can pause, rewind. What did he just say? What was that piece of advice? There's a reason why some of it's in there just because uh, somebody might find that useful. I just leave it in there, whatever. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, as uh, we're nearing the end, I would love for you to share about your vision for Kaluge for the next year and maybe beyond. Uh, for the next year. Well, For the next year, um, basically, our plan is to um, recover from our (laughs) rebrand. So the the re or the reason why we rebranded was a pretty catastrophic blow to the whole business. So we're going to finish recovering from that this year. Mm -hmm. But for the next five years, uh, we are looking to open up uh, a small, very small venture capital fund. Um, and continue to grow uh, that side of our our brand while the uh, branding agency and marketing agency thrives uh, over here independently. So Thanks. that's what y'all got look got to look forward to. Um, but it'll be fun. Wonderful. Yes. Well, um, LJ, before we go, can you share how people can stay connected with you or anything else you'd want people to know about Kaluge? Um. So. If you want to get connected with me, the best way is to just email me, lj at kaluge.com. You can also see me on Twitter, lj underscore 2G0D2M1. Yes, I know. It's from the last brand. I just haven't changed it. Mm. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm lazy. Yeah, I'm lazy. Because then I have to go back and change all of those links. You know, that's like a lot of links, man. I know. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm I'm just literally lazy for it. (laughs) Um, but anyway, um, that's how you can best reach me. Um, but otherwise, uh, about Kaluge, like I said, there is Kelly. Uh, I hope to start bringing Fahad closer into the, the limelight. I'm warming him up. Uh, he is our executive project manager. Uh, so he's, he's kind of the one that helps me and Kelly run the way that we do. And so we can help you guys the most effectively. So that I want to, I want to shine a spotlight on him because he really makes a lot of stuff happen around here. All right. Anyways, that's, uh, that's what we need to know about Kaluge. I look forward to meeting each and every one of you. If you want the brand aligned workbook, it is on our website at the free sources section. And there's a couple of other ones. So you'll have to check those out. 
Fantastic. Well, LJ, thanks for your time. And I really enjoyed learning about your work at Collusion. And I definitely wrote down quite a few notes for myself. And for those listening, definitely check out um, their website and get that free workbook. And if you want to stay connected with LJ, he's best available by email and Twitter. And um, wishing you guys all the best. And I'm excited for uh, what, what is to come for Kalush. So are we, and we're excited to bring you all with us. Uh, this isn't a, we need to get ahead. This is a, we're all traveling together journey. I love that. So I look forward to seeing you around Bridget, and I hope that we have more episodes together, um, or if you can meet Kelly later on to your audience. <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Well, thanks, LJ. Thanks, Bridget. Have a good one.